Welcome to another exciting episode of National Bugle Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN. It's truly the People's Network. It is the People's Republic Broadcasting Network. People's Republic. So go to republicbroadcasting.org, click on the donate button, send the fundage, it's badly needed. 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Phone it in to 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. This is part two of the Patrick and Jeremy show. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Patrick. It was a great part one last night, and I'm ready to go for hour two. Okay, do we have any unfinished business from part one? We had a last-minute last caller just um, asking the question about why the Jews feel they're entitled to this land and bringing up the Old Testament and Abraham. Look, I mean, so what you see today, secular Israel, and the people that call themselves Jews, especially in the diaspora, uh, your Blinken, your Newland, uh, myocarditis, that would be Margus, and George Soros even, um, can these people even claim lineage to biblical Israel? I would, I would argue no. Um, but at any rate, everything in the Bible is, and this is going to get a little religious if you'll allow me, everything in the Bible is, do you accept Jesus or don't you? The whole purpose of Abraham uh, was to bring about the Messiah through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. That was the purpose of biblical Israel. They were the good guys in the Old Testament. And what we see today, this secular entity called Israel and these people that call themselves Jews, they're perverting the Old Testament. They're perverting Christianity. They're getting the Christian Zionists on board to, um, you know, to, to as they genocide the Palestinians, they're trying to use that as an excuse or as a means of um, gaining support for so that's something that we've got to but if they don't go through jesus like they're not true descendants of abraham hey i have a question because you you said the the secular state of israel and of course israel was founded by uh largely by mainly by atheists but what about the religious jews what about the talmudic jews well they deny completely um, their Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, or the Messiah, it's not just theirs. Um, you know, all of the Talmud, which was written in, what, the 5th century A.D., and goes even back to Babylonian times, after the Babylonian captivity of, of 586 B.C., you had these people that said they were Jews uh, and, and that said they were part of Israel that completely perverted uh, the interpretations of the old scriptures, right? And so these Talmudic Jews that you see today are in complete opposition to God. They have no right to the land. And uh, as you mentioned, um, there was atheists involved. It was global uh, banking, finance, the Rothschilds, the Balfour Declaration, uh, Theodore Herzl's uh, you know, World Jewish Congress. These are the powers that brought about the secular state of Israel that we see today. The secular state of Israel wants to identify with the Old Testament Israel um, for many other reasons, uh, one of which is to get the Christian Zionists on board and to get them, them to support it. Um, but then they use the Holocaust. There's so many different avenues that they use to say that they should have a right to this land and they should have a right to just genocide these Palestinians that have been there for thousands of years. It's all illegitimate. And no true Christians should support this because it's not in the Bible. It's not in the, the Old or New Testament that they have any right to this land. Um, this is a secular state. Um, it's totally fake. Um, and, and so Christians that support this are completely duped. And it's mostly your 501c3 types that are manipulated by the government and the IRS to do such things. And by the way, uh, so when Israel... The modern Jewish state of Israel was founded in 1948. Its first prime minister was David Ben-Gurion. And at the time, David Ben-Gurion, he was an atheist, and these the leading founders of Israel were atheists. And religious Jews, in general, opposed the founding of the state of Israel because, uh, you know, the Israel was supposed to be... Uh, 
founded by the Messiah. It was supposed to be the Messiah, not not David Ben-Gurion. And so David Ben-Gurion made this deal with some religious Jews. And the deal was, I will give you control over family law. Uh, family law, which includes who is a Jew and who's not a Jew. That goes to the very essence of Israel. That goes into um, who can come to Israel, who can immigrate to Israel. Once they've immigrated to Israel, who gets citizenship, who gets to vote. So he, he gave, uh, who gets to get married, who can get married. So there was this deal struck, and uh, not all religious Jews accepted it, but a big honk did. Uh, enough did, so that you've, you know, you've got, uh, and that was a deal that was made because the founding of the state of Israel, as far as religious Jews uh, were concerned, it, it didn't stem, it did not stem from the Bible. They had to be bribed to accept it. So I'm just bringing that up for what it's worth. And by religious Jews, you mean Talmudic Jews? I mean, Jews who, who believe in some sort of God. That, that's normally Talmudic Jews, and that's a, the Talmud is a perversion of the Old Testament. So there, there, is, there is none of that. So according to Galatians 3 uh, in the New Testament, um, only those that come through Jesus Christ participate in the blessings of Abraham. And there are no specific blessings of the land, of, of any kind of land or dirt or territory. So these Talmudic Jews, even though they may have opposed this um, founding, they're looking for a Messiah. They're looking for their Messiah. Mm-hmm. Well, the Messiah has already come, and they rejected him. So what they're going to accept in the future is the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. They're going to accept, and by Antichrist, I don't mean, you know, we think of anti as against. It's not necessarily that. It's in place of. They're looking for a person in place of the Christ uh, to give them this land and to bring them into peace and prosperity. So according to the prophecies, they're going to accept the Antichrist uh, in the future to bring them into this land. But he's actually going to turn on them and, and destroy them. It's going to be to their own detriment. So I don't know if that answered the question you were asking. but It does. That's what I was asking. Okay, um, so there's a lot of other stuff that we were prepared to talk about. Um, you've the implications of, of the Brianna Taylor case. So what's going on with that? I thought the officers were acquitted. What's going on with that? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. From WKMS, um, an officer from the Brianna Taylor raid faces another criminal trial this time in federal court. So in early 2020, I think in the spring, um, officers in Louisville, Kentucky, exercised a no-knock warrant, an alleged no-knock warrant. They actually did knock uh, and announced themselves. But Breonna Taylor, who was a a black woman, and she was living with her black boyfriend in an apartment in Louisville, um, her apartment was suspected of being a drug drop uh, area, you know, where drug dealer number one, would drop drugs and uh, drug dealer number two would pick them up there. And Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend were fomenting this. So they did, they did the warrant. Um, they beat on the door and announced themselves. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend shot through the door and several Louisville officers shot back. And I would say they did use ex- excessive force. Um, they didn't have hollow points. So the bullets went through, the apartment complexes and actually went into other apartment um, areas. Uh, and one officer was injured in the leg and Brianna Taylor was uh, killed in the crossfire. Now this was all brought into court on the state level and the officers were acquitted by the jury. Well, you know, the feds um, initiated a hate crime against these officers and they pulled up all sorts of, fallacies in the warrant and they said that wasn't justified and all that Uh, and so after the acquittal of the officers um, the federal government brought hate charge crimes against the officers um, and and that's what this article is pointing to from October 30th um, Brett Hackinson Hankinson 
um, goes to the Jefferson County, Kentucky Judicial Center to face his charges. Former Louisville Metro Police Department detective is facing another criminal trial over his role in the deadly 2020 raid on Breonna Taylor's home. So the feds are trying to say that because there are so many flaws in the case and in the warrant that they're saying that these officers went into Breonna Taylor's apartment and shot her because they hated the hue of her skin. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line of it. So th- 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 here's a couple of takeaways. Um, first of all, a quote in the article, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that in most cases, it's not unconstitutional for two jurisdictions, such as two different states or a state and the federal government to tar- charge someone for the same conduct. It's called dual sovereignty doctrine. So that's what they're they're going on. So it, it can't be called double jeopardy because what the federal government is saying is that state and, gov- and federal government is separate. And even though the state may have acquitted these officers, the federal government has every right, according to them, constitutionally, to come in and charge them um, with the same crime. And they're they're calling it a hate crime, and this was all in the uh, back in 2020, and uh, this actually happened before the summer of Floyd. It was in the spring uh, of 2020, but it, it's it's all in wake of that. You know, in other words, the feds did these charges in wake of the summer of Floyd. Yeah. So this well, sets up a very. You see a similar thing with Mark Halk, mm-hmm. uh, the Catholic, who protested abortion clinics. And he got into an altercation with a pro-abortionist, and um, the courts in his state let him free. They deemed that he did nothing unconstitutional, that he was protesting under First Amendment. But the feds came in and said, well, he violated a certain act uh, on the federal level where they said that he was obstructing the um, interest to an abortion clinic, the FACE Act. And so feds came in and arrested Mark Halk and drug him out of his home in front of his children, and uh, he's he faced federal crimes. They're doing the same thing with these officers in Louisville. So th- there's many different things that we can discuss from here as to precedents that this sets. Let me get your visceral reaction, then I'm going to kick it back to me. Yeah, and Breonna Taylor, if George Floyd hadn't, um, hadn't had a heart attack after taking a bunch of drugs and then eating a banana and doing the banana dance, which, by the way, was very funny. He did the Donkey Kong dance. That was caught on tape. I don't know if you've seen it, but he, when he was um, waiting for the, the transaction where he used the fake $20 bill, he was eating a banana, and then he did the ba- ba- Donkey Kong dance, uh, so, which honestly is endearing. But if that hadn't happened, uh, they would have either rolled out Breonna Taylor or, or that, um, I think, that Ahmed robbery, the, the jogger, Armed, armed robbery. Um, one of those guys was about to be rolled out. So, I mean, the summer of love was going to happen whether George Floyd uh, overdosed or not. But regarding this, the the double jeopardy. So, reading from the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, no person shall be blah blah blah, and a couple of clauses. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb the same offense so you know and i'm not i'm not this constitutional scholar i'm not a lawyer and uh we we certainly see all sorts of precedents you had oj simpson he was found not guilty of murder so they charged him with a a different offense they charged him with wrongful death as a not a criminal charge, but a civil charge, and then wound up, I guess, wound up finding a whole bunch. He wound up going to prison, but I think the prison sentence was for something unrelated. I can't quite remember because uh, I don't care that much. But, uh, you know, we've in recent years, we've been seeing this business about somebody who's, when they're not convicted uh, of a crime in a uh, state court, then they the feds bring charges or even if they are convicted, the feds will bring separate charges for um, violating civil rights. So, you know, honestly, I like I. Um, I mean, the this Fifth Amendment was there for a reason. 
you don't want people being tried over and over and over again until they find the right jury to convict them. Um, I don't know how really how long this has been going on. And, you know, at the same time, I don't know uh, if if some corrupt local court just lets a guilty person off. Uh, do you want to have some sort of way of redressing that? Uh, the main thing that I see is that our justice system is completely broken. There's there's no there's no justice for for white people. There just isn't. Uh, if if there's any kind of racial aspect to an allegation, there's no justice. So I'll, that's what I that's my visceral reaction. I kick it back to you. Well, yeah, and if Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend were white, you wouldn't see this no. because the whole purpose of the you know the federal per, uh, prosecution here is that it's a hate crime, and you know you get under Fourth Amendment or Fourteenth Amendment stuff. Um, they're saying they use excessive force because they were black. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Uh, and and so, what kind of precedents could we look for for this? One case in point: you have um, many states, alleged conservative states, that have laws that protect children from being, having their genitals mutilated, right? And so, um, in the you know, in the case of Kentucky and Tennessee in particular, so if a student um, you know, identifies as transgender and they want to get the, the mutilation done, but the state doesn't allow them to, then the feds, this sets a precedent of the feds could come in and state under the 14th Amendment that these trainees have every right to uh, mutilate themselves and they could totally overturn uh, any state ruling that, that has happened um, therein. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In other words, Going right back to the Civil War, this is federal versus states' rights. And the precedent that's being set here is that the federal government um, trumps state rights. And and they could carry this out in, in a variety of ways. But one way that I'm mentioning is the child training thing. Even states that protect children from being mutilated, the feds c- could come in and override that. Mm. Yeah, well, there's been massive federal overreach that's been going on for a, a long time. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Do you have more to say about this? Because some of these other articles look pretty interesting. Well, just on the Breonna Taylor case, I mean, I disagree with no-knock warrants. Um, I disagree with uh, prosecuting people for drug use. Uh, you know, I understand the concept that they're selling drugs, they're endangering the populace, and the government should intercede. I, I get that. Um, but there really was no reason for these deputies to have exercised this warrant uh, on Taylor's apartment. Um, had, had there not been this whole crackdown on drugs and, uh, you know, this wouldn't have happened. Um, if people are going to use drugs, they're going to use them. If they're going to sell them, they're going to sell them. And uh, to totally crack down on that, you're just going to impede on everybody's rights. And so, you know, it's sort of a, it's a hard thing to say there, but I guess what I'm saying is that um, the federal government should, and, and even the state government, um, there should be no war on drugs. Okay. A lot of people make that point. Uh, there's, it's honestly, it's too late at night for me to, to wrap my brain around it and speak intelligently. So um, not, not that, not that I, <laughs> Not that I have any qualms about speaking unintelligently, because I don't, but um, I'm very interested in this uh, border escort patrol article. Yeah. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. Another chance it takes The odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Secret agent man Secret agent man They've given you a number
Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth and say gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar it is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food, seeing that the dollar is cheap. That's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the Ides of Rare Coin Dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Not that, not that I, not that I have any qualms about speaking unintelligently because I don't. But um, I'm very interested in this uh, border escort patrol article. Yeah. What yeah. So, border patrol is really border escort. So you've got this battle between the federal, once again, between the federal government and the states. Um, I guess Texas is making some sort of effort into stopping. Immigration, they have all these razor wire uh, fences, and the Biden administration ordered that those razor wire fences could be cut and allow migrants in. Um, but a federal judge temporarily barred the, the, the Brandon administration from cutting the razor wire um, placed on the U.S. Mexican border on Monday. Um, it was considered a win for Texas to stop the record-setting flow of illegal migrants into the Lone Star State. Um, under this temporary restricting order by Del Rio U U.S. District Judge uh, Elia Moses, Moses, uh, Border Patrol agents can only cut the wire to obtain emergency medical aid. So the ruling here is that um, you know and the federal government cannot um, instruct border patrol to cut wires just for entrance you know into the uh, united states it has to be under medical aid or they have to determine that the uh, migrants come 
coming from the South have some sort of a, a health issue or whatever. But this is seen as a win. I don't know that I see that as this because you have Abbott, you know, Hot Wheels, uh, Texas governor, the cripple. Um, Who was Hot Wheels? Who was that's Hot Abbott? Wheels? No, but there was somebody else. Um, wasn't there like a famous meme person like named Hot Wheels? Wasn't there like some deformed? You know, congenitally deformed person who was in a wheelchair that was nicknamed Hot Wheels from like ten years ago or something. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm not sure of that. I just know that the meme is that they they call Governor Abbott Hot Wheels because of his wheelchair. Okay. It, it's a low blow. It's it's an ad hominem, but you know, I mean, this guy. I mean, Abbott is. He thinks he's own. He says he's owning the libs by you know busing all of these migrants into America. In the liberal cities, but he's really just contributing to the problem. Yeah, I mean, why can't he just bust him south? Yeah, why can't he bust him south? That, that I mean, that would be the that would be the move. Uh, so it's just so in your face. So Abbott makes these uh, these almost gestures at trying to control the border. So first, it was the the um, floating toys. In, in the Rio Grande, you know, like, so, you know, if you go to a swimming pool, they divide the lanes with these, uh, uh, like floating balls on a, on a string. Right. And what he did is he put in the Rio Grande and kind of an extra large, um, lane divider, which if you don't know how to swim and you're really uncoordinated and, and perhaps partially retarded, you might slip on them and hurt your head, head or something. It, it wasn't much of an obstacle, but maybe for maybe if you're like really fat and a woman, you might not be able to get through. So the some federal judge said that he had to remove the uh, uh, I don't know how much was in like I mean they really what 500 yards worth or something. I mean obviously you could just walk down like you know half a mile and go around the barrier but even that he wasn't allowed to have okay so now he's got razor wire and it's not just this time it's not just that a federal go- judge said you couldn't have razor wire but that the the border the federal border patrol it was opening up holes in the border wire because these we don't want these illegal em- immigrants to get cut going through the going through the razor wire you know we their safety, their safety, the safety of these illegal immigrants is our prime concern, not the safety of American citizens, some of whom get murdered by illegal aliens or, or raped by them. But no, the safety of the illegal aliens. And so it's just so blatant. And I think um, it, it it's not that hard. There will be people who are going to start putting two and two together. They're going to they're, they're going to see all this stuff going on overseas, Gaza, and then the. And of course, there's a connection because uh, when you get wars overseas, you get refugees into the United States and Europe. And then uh, who who wants the borders open? Well, it is Jews. It is Jews. And to the extent that uh, there was this local news report that I saw from a couple of weeks ago where the reporter was saying he was, uh, I think, at the Tijuana, the Tijuana, San Diego border. The, mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying there is. That legal a- aliens, legal aliens weren't even allowed to use this one particular crossing. Only illegal aliens. They were being brought through and then put on buses from the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society and taken off into the interior of the United States. There's going to be noticing going on. I don't know how this is going to turn out. It, you know, I, I was a little bit more hopeful with. <laughs> You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth.
extension freedom-loving patriots, are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. being brought through and then put on buses from the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society and taken off into the interior of the United States. There's going to be noticing going on. I don't know how this is going to turn out. It, you know, I, I was a little bit more hopeful with, with the settlements in the West Bank where you've got 700,000 Jewish settlers who, who I, could, I could see them being told that they've got to move 25 miles uh, away into the interior of Israel but we've got 40 million illegal aliens. I know Donald Trump is talking about deportations like you've never seen before, but uh, I haven't seen deportations before, so uh, I don't have much to expect. That's it. Just to clarify, uh, this New York Post article, what, what it's saying is that Texas had erected razor wire fence borders and the Biden administration ordered Border Patrol to cut them and bring migrants through anyway. And one federal judge uh, pushed back against that and said, no, you can't cut the wire. Yeah. That's the context here. Yeah. You can't cut the wire unless, unless there's a illegal alien that's actually snagged in the wire. A medical emergency after following the lawsuit, the Biden administration further, uh, the Biden administration further escalated the barrier destruction as agents were filmed using forklifts to smash the fencing uh, against the ground repeatedly. So instead of cutting it, they used forklifts to mash it down to let the people. Are you serious? 
That's what's in the article I'm reading this right is, now. This is clown world to the <laughs> 14th power. So, I mean, on the one hand, it is interesting. There are a few federal judges out there that can, you know, do a national injunction against Biden. But like to what to what end? Uh, you know, we know the Jewish dominated powers want these immigrants in, as you you know, him, you mentioned the immigrant aid society. And um, it's even though you have a federal judge ordering you know, the stoppage of this cutting of the razor wire, you know, the Biden administration gets around about mashing it down with forklifts. I mean, that's crazy. They're not allowed to cut it, so they smash it down. And then Alejandro Mayorkas, the Jew from Cuba, uh, goes in front of Congress and says there's no border crisis. You know, we, we don't have open borders. Just such bald-faced lying. And at some point you would think people notice, well... I don't know. Then from the AP, we have uh, some 5,000 migrants set out on foot from Mexico's southern border, tired of a long wait for visas. So here's a picture of them in the AP article. Uh, 5,000 migrants just marching um, up to the border from Mexico. They're tired of waiting. Um, what do they look like? They're all like brown and all right. So the the migrants complained that processing for refugee or exit visas takes too long at Mexico's main migrant processing center um, near the Guatemalan border. So people seeking such visas often wait for weeks or months without being able to work. So the migrants formed a long line on Monday along the highway escorted at times by the police. The police are usually there to prevent them from blocking the entire highway and sometimes keep them from hitching rides. Um, well, the bottom line is that these, you know, third world migrants are just pouring in. They're not just Mexican or Guatemalan or South American. Uh, you know, we know that George Soros types are funding, uh, flying in third world African Muslims into the Southern border. And all of this is paid for by what? Um, it's all paid for uh, in order to infiltrate the southern border of the United States. It's all under white genocide. It is. It is. But yeah. hey, here's something. I saw a, this video about a week ago. It was on somebody's Telegram channel. And there's this black guy in some town in Georgia. And he was driving around and he, and he was making a video and he's talking to his, his cell phone as he's making the video. He says, look there, look at there, see them. And, and then he, he addressed these black guys on the street, very black guys. And they, uh, he talked to them a bit. I couldn't hear much of what they said. He's, they're not from here. They're, they're from Africa. They're from Africa. And, and he drives around and he says, look at them, look at them. They're sitting there and he's just showing all over his town. There's just these young African men just sitting around and he was he was really angry about it and he said they're coming here and they're taking our jobs and they're taking our women L look at them they're all <laughs> military age young men they're coming here and they're taking our women <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the black man the black men who target white women are getting jealous over the uh, african third borders sometimes you just have to have to laugh but it's it's very sad but there you go um and I see it all over the place. And there are people from countries that most people have never heard of, people from these Central Asian stands, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. They're, they're here, and they're here in pretty big numbers. Uh, they're probably reasonably nice people uh, compared to a lot of the others, but, um, but still, we're just getting inundated. It's on purpose. And, and the thing is, the Jews who are doing it They've spent their whole life. There was a movie called A Love Story from 1969. And on the uh, poster of, the love, of A Love Story, it said, love means never having to say you're sorry. And of course, in America, being Jewish means you never have to say you're sorry. Being Jewish never means you never have to explain yourself. You never have to uh, defend yourself. You're, you're, and so they're just doing all this stuff. You got Alejandro Mayorka saying, oh, yeah, the border's secure. And meanwhile, he's got agents um, cutting cutting 
the border fence, using bulldozers to smash the border fence and saying, no, no, we don't have an open border society. We've got a secure border. We're, you know, it, it, so it's bald faced lies. And who like, really, uh, you know, you might have somebody in Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene or uh, J.D. Vance who might be complaining about the border. They might they actually might say something about that. But but then the very next minute they're going to be um, bitching about uh, J.D. Vance bitching about the administration not sending enough weapons to Israel and saying and, and bitching that humanitarian aid is getting sent to Gaza. He's bitching about it. And Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to um, censure uh, what Rashida Tlaib because she's not condemning Hamas. So, I mean, this this is the thing. So, like, Nick Fuentes on his show this morning, I'm trying to exactly remember what it was, but he was saying that, that you know, you do have – you've got people who are um, complaining about certain – aspects of Jewish power or certain factions of the Jews, but then just being gung-ho in supporting the rest of the Jewish agenda. And, uh, you know, he's saying, he, he is saying he opposes all factions of the Jewish agenda. He in, it opposes the whole Jewish agenda. And really, it, you know, it's an integrated agenda. The whole agenda is, is based on, is aimed at eliminating white people as, as any kind of cohesive entity that can uh, put up any opposition to Jews in their uh, in their efforts to take over the United States, to usurp all of the uh, valuable institutions and assets that white people created over the past 300 years. And there's hardly anybody who's willing to to speak about it. You know, so you have you'll have people who oppose one aspect of it, but then they support the rest of it. And you got to you got to oppose the whole thing. It's a package. Yeah, these alleged conservatives that you know do uh, they they do lip service, saying they're against illegal immigration. They're all about supporting Israel and Ukraine. So there's no there's no real outlet for out you know for white people to, to totally support an agenda that helps white people uh, because the alleged conservatives are just supporting one flank of uh, Jewish power over another. I mean, that was by design, I would, I would argue. Right? It's it's probably by design, and whether even if it's not by design, it's what's happening. It's what's happening. You know, all, all the Christian Zionists that say, we support Israel no matter what, you know, they would vocally say, well, we're against illegal, uh, you know, immigration, but it's all part of the Jewish plan. And, um, what, what even is illegal immigration? I mean, any immigration, any immigration at all, legal or illegal, um, should be stopped because um, it's all a danger. Legal immigration is even more so a danger to white replacement and genocide as illegal. Yeah. It's just the illegal immigration um, it catches the headlines. It catches the headlines. And, you know, so many times I've heard people, even on RBN, complain about illegal aliens voting. I don't think very many illegal aliens vote, but legal aliens aren't allowed to vote. You have to be a U.S. citizen to vote. Now, it's once you immigrate here, it's not that hard to get citizenship. It you know, might only take five years. Uh, some, people, some people take a lot longer. But the, the thing is, the, even the legal immigration system, what has happened, and this is something that Eugene McCarthy, Senator Eugene McCarthy wrote about in 1992, other people who were more astute saw it coming uh, a lot earlier than that. But the the way the current immigration system is, the legal immigration system, 75% at the time he wrote, it's probably about the same now, 75% of uh, legal immigration is family reunification. So you've got somebody who is an immigrant themselves, and they get the green card. They Sometimes they can do this before. They, they can do this before they get citizenship, but just with the green card, they can do this. The immigrant himself can can petition the government or apply for a visa for his relatives, for his brothers and sisters and uh, parents, children, if he's got children overseas. 
they they can petition the government and that's the chain migration but that's the vast bulk of migration over the these since the um 1965 immigration act the vast bulk has been chain migration so what you're doing our, our legal immigration system puts immigration policy in the hands of the immigrants themselves it's the immigrants themselves that are able to uh, initiate the bulk of of immigration you hear about you know these h1b visas and whatnot so you got corporations that are that will bring in um people from from india or, or china or wherever india is the, the biggest beneficiary of that but those people once they get established then they can use the family reunification and bring in you know and and these people third worlders are typically from big families so they've got lots of brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and cousins people who would qualify i don't i don't know a single one of a single person related to me who lives overseas, who's not an American. I don't know. I don't have any relatives that I could sponsor because I don't know any relatives of mine who aren't American. But, you know, if you're an immigrant and if you're from from Gabon or Congo and you, you know, you, you can bring over your whole village. And that's what happens because they're, they're all cousins. Anywho. Well, yeah, they they. <clears throat> They push the argument to it should be legal over Ill- illegal, but really the legal immigration is a, a worse problem than the illegal, even though both are, you know, bad problems. But in the meantime, people who we should uh, have common ground with, right wingers, uh, Christians, Christian Zionists, we should have common ground with them. They're too bent out of shape on the Israeli Palestinian conflict to even notice this. This isn't even on their radar. They're just all about supporting Israel no matter what. Uh, and they don't care uh, about immigration. It's not even something that they're talking about. So, uh, you know, what the Jews did to divide um, opposition to them has worked out quite well. Yeah. Well, you know, you can, if you were just to look domestically and you look at the, uh, you know, the blue-haired progressives and you look at the christian zionists and just look all over you look at the the coal burning women you just look all over you look at you know some of the boomers with with bad um judgment or whatever wherever you look you don't see a lot of hope this is why i shill so hard for the chinks because i don't you know they they've, they've got their own agenda but their their agenda isn't isn't about destroying white people and, you know, I think that the United States, the, the Jews who run the United States, they're going down and they're going down not because of, uh, you know, boomers who are boomer posting and they're going to get their guns and Second Amendment and that. No, they're, they're coming down. They're going down because they overplayed their hand and you've got the rise of a multipolar world. And even though Vladimir Putin's the most awesome of these people, uh, if it wasn't for the power of the Chinese economy and their alliance with Russia, none of this would be possible. And that's why I stand with the chinks. Well, domestically, we have a, a lot of stuff going on with black Israelites clashing with pro-Palestinian marchers in Chicago. I don't know if you saw this one. Oh, I saw that. This is so ridiculous. I mean, these black Israelites, I don't know if you've ever come across them. I have. And no. they're really aggressive. Uh, they were the people that started that whole Nick Sandman thing. They got the Indians um, all riled up, and they, they put the Indians into the faces of these Christian kids in Washington, D.C. I've seen them there. Uh, I've also seen them in D.C. I was walking – I was in D.C. once uh, hanging out with Anthony Wiggle from the Wiggles, and we were walking from his concert over to the Hecht Company – The because he, he needed to buy some socks. <laughs> and there were these, they're, they're, literally, I'm serious. And there were these um, black Israelites who had these signs. The, they were protesting something. I don't know if it was like a Richard Spencer event, but they were protesting something. And they had these signs of, of like flame, like people burning. And it said, this is your future, white man. It's, uh, it's death and slavery. And they had these signs in Washington, D.C., right down, in Washington, downtown Washington, D.C., and yet they're they're now they're shilling for the Jews against the in a way they are. Well, I mean, I guess they're saying that they are the Jews. So the article this was this, this is from the messenger.com. dot black Israelites 
uh, clash with pro-Palestinian marchers in Chicago. Uh, so the whole stance of the black Israelites, I guess because uh, King Solomon, third king of Israel, had sexual relations with the uh, uh, queen of Sheba, and they're they're going with this um, that that they're partially you know they're part of his descendants, but that's where it originates from. What they're saying is that you know you have this whole divide right now in the nation, right, Patrick, where you're either uh, support Palestine or you support Jews, you know, you know, killing and. Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. BlackoutCoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. from what they're saying is that you know you have this whole divide right now in the nation right patrick where you either uh support palestine or you support jews you know you know killing and genociding palestinians and children in hospitals and so the the black israelites are like we are the real jews like you know we're the jews and the the pro-palestinian uh marchers clashed with them did you see the video Um, did you see the video yeah, yeah, that was... They were going at it. Chicago police had to break up fighting that broke up Saturday. Saturday, 
um, between a group of black Israelites and pro-Palestinian marchers who had gathered by the thousands to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. This is what I want to point out. What's so ironic, the black Israelites, on the one hand, they're saying, oh, those people in Israel, those white people, they're not the real Jews. We are. Hmm. But if you stand against Israel, then you got to clash with us. Like, we're going to fight you. That was the whole thing. That was weird. It, it is so weird. And I, I like I, I've been in Chicago uh, earlier this year and I saw these guys. They, you know, they're out in front of the CVS and they're preaching. Uh, when I was in Times Square in uh, New York a few years ago, they were out there and they're really they're in people's faces. They're very aggressive. Um, Let me see if I can vocalize like the, the irony that I'm seeing. And you caught it. You, you see it. So if I was a black Israelite and I saw Palestinian protesters protesting against the white Israel people, I would be like, yeah, protest against them. You know, they're whitey. But no. These these black Israelites actually identified with uh, the secular state of Israel, which is why they clashed with the, the pro-Palestinian uh, protesters. You see what I mean? Like they 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 really are like coming into this, or they're they're painting themselves into this Jewish identity that Honestly, can't even disconnect with the white Jews in Israel. Honestly, that you were just talking about low IQ. That's what we're talking about. Probably 90 IQ at the best. At best. Some of the leaders might be 100. But really, if, wouldn't you agree? If you were a black Israelite and you saw Palestinian protesters, um, you know, protesting the genocide against Palestinian children, wouldn't you be like, yeah, protest it. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't Jews. But somehow these, these groups conflicted. How does that even Well, happen? and especially from Chicago, because 50 years ago, there was a group of blacks from Chicago who claimed to be Jews. I don't know if they were technically black Israelites or something else, but it was the blacks from Chicago who thought they were Jews and they, they showed up in Israel and Israel's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, you know, and so they've, they've just been kept in the Nagiv desert for the past 54 years. So, I mean, this is the, the, they're not treated well. These people, these blacks who think they're Jews, who go to Israel are not treated well, but but yet, you know they're 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 conflicting with legit Palestinian uh, protesters. Like that just blows my mind. I'm trying to figure out a way to to draw an analogy or you know an example. Well, of, you'll have to hurry because we're at the end of the show. Well, I probably can't do it then. I mean, I'm Irish, and if if there was a, if if there was a people that that were fake Irish. And they were being, pro, you know, prosecuted by the, the the British government. I was like, "Yeah, prosecute them. They're fake Irish. I don't care." But no, these black Israelites basically are fighting on behalf of the of the uh, fake Jews. Anyway, it is clown world to the fourteenth power. But thank you for joining me, Jeremy. Thank you, Patrick. Stay classy, my friend. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another exciting episode of National Musical Radio. Broadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. This is RBN. 
The Republic Broadcasting Network.